0: Brothers and sisters of the barbecue world, Cowboy Kev here welcoming you to another episode of Man Meat Barbecue with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is proudly sponsored by Fire and Smoke Barbecue. If you're looking for a new seasoning, head over to fireandsmokebbq.com. We ship nationwide or pick up a catering menu for those of you in the Chicago area. Also brought to you by Myron Mix and Smokers. If you're a caterer, competition, or just a backyard cooker, we have the smoker for you. Go check them out at MyronMixandSmokers.com. And now, here is your host, Mikey K. What's up, guys? So we are hanging out with another YouTuber. I know you guys are like, Jesus, you got on this YouTube thing. Um, why do you keep going back to YouTubers? Cuz YouTube's fucking cool. Um, there's a lot of really cool content. Um, my boy CJ hooked me up with this guy and uh told me he's a good dude. Um, if you guys follow CJ Cooking, uh I'm probably butchering his name. I'm sorry, but if you if you just type in cook uh CJ Cooking on YouTube and you'll find it. It's fine. CJ is a great dude. He's been on the podcast. We love him. I was I I got the pleasure of being on CJ's show and doing all that kind of fun stuff so that kind of introduced me to Easy Bake Barbecue on YouTube and, and it, it, if I'm not wrong uh, it's Easy Bake BBQ and I'm really sorry a computer is booting up in the background um, I didn't mean to have that happen but shit happens and this podcast is live so or not live but we don't really edit so man I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show hanging out with us and chatting BBQ uh, now if I'm not wrong it, it's Easy Bake bbq on youtube correct
1: that is correct
0: okay cool so you don't spell it out which is fantastic guys so if you're looking it up it's just easy bake bbq on youtube so what i want to ask you man is is what made you start getting into barbecue and what made you start getting into youtube
1: um what what got me into barbecue was just um you know i love i love cooking ribs i love cooking pork you know whether it's uh pork shoulder or now my new favorite thing to cook is uh pork belly because you can make pork belly burn ends out of that which is basically bacon candy (laughs) and you you can't go wrong there yeah (laughs) um and then kind of what got me into youtube was um i believe i started watching uh cooking with two roy and i believe it was southern coastal cooking and I'm saying, hey, if these, these guys can do this and, you know, I love to cook, why not at least try it? And then I uh, basically tried it and then started getting hooked up with all the different people like CJ from Cooking with CJ and Kent from Daddy Dutch Barbecue and pretty much all our YouTube Oh, I guess cook-
0: I, I forgot Kent. My bad, Kent. Yeah. <laughs> he'll he'll yell at me later. Don't worry about it. It's fun. <laughs> oh,
1: no, you'll get, you'll get a pin flip, definitely. Right,
0: right. I'll get that uh, later. It's all good, right? But it's okay.
1: Uh, But basically, the YouTube's cook community is just so supportive, and everybody's trying to help everybody else succeed, and, you know, so I started, and then, um, let's see, Charlie with Pickles Barbecue is the first person that ever shouted me out, and, you know, I've just kind of gone from there. I haven't done that many videos, uh, because I started, and then, you know, kind of life happens, and I hadn't been able to really you know put in the time to do the edits and stuff but dude you're you're
0: preaching to the choir right now um i was trying to do two videos a week um i haven't done a video in probably like three or four months it's just it's insane you know what i mean like it's just so i don't even know how to say it it's just it, it it's literally insane right now with with the amount of work that I'm doing and the amount of stuff that I got going on with with Barbecue with with the barbecue company, which is Fire and Smoke Barbecue. If you guys haven't ever heard of it, guys, we are fireandsmokebbq.com. That's a shameless plug right there. We offer a line of seasonings. We also offer some cool shit. Um, we are uh, we're we're a we are a catering company that also does barbecue pop-ups all over the place. So what we do is we team up with different breweries. We show up, we pop up, we serve you our food, and then we, we, we disappear, right? So basically, I set up and, and, and break down a, an entire barbecue line uh, almost every other day.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: It, it's a lot of work. It's it, it's a shit ton of work. But you know what? Um, when, when you see people's faces and you're like, holy shit, I just fed them barbecue, and you have people coming up to you, and they're like, oh my god, you have the best brisket in the Chicagoland area. It, <laughs> it's worth it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that that would definitely keep me going.
0: And the, and the sad thing is like dude, you, I got the he's telling me I got the best brisket in the Chicago land area and I'm putting it into a Cambro. I'm letting it sit. I'm you know what I mean? Like I'm transporting this thing from from our commercial kitchen over to here. It's also sitting on warmers. Like for you to tell me that. It's like, "Oh shit. Imagine if you had this like you know after it rested for 2 hours out of the cooker."
1: Right, well, I mean, you have to wonder: Is your brisket really that good, or is every other brisket really that bad?
0: <laughs> I don't know, dude. What? What do you? I, such a great question. I hate you for asking that now. <laughs> Who's the host of this show? Shit. Uh, maybe we should just give you the reins. Uh, you know? It, oh
1: no, that would be bad. That would definitely be a train wreck.
0: <laughs> I mean, no that that's what we're here for. <laughs> we're just here to have fun, talk barbecue. You know what I mean? Um, oh. And. I, I think it's so important. To, I always say barbecue's family, right? Um, yep. And anyone that barbecues is family. Uh, I, I may give some people shit. I, I give pellet cookers and gas cookers shit, absolutely, because you got to step your game up and, and move your shit up. Easy bake, I'm giving you shit right now because I know you cook on a gas cooker sometimes. Uh,
1: uh, no, I don't know. I never use gas. Never use just- gas. Get- I'm sure you're going to give me grief over my electric easy bake oven. See,
0: there you go. Because it's an easy <laughs> bake oven, but it's an easy fucking bake oven. At least you say it. Um, so well, that's, 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 how na- that's how I
1: decided on my name. That's how I decided on my name. And the we fact were going to get there, that, yeah. That, um, you know, I have a master built 40 inch electric smoker. That
0: And it's an easy bake oven.
1: That, yeah, because you, you basically set the temp. And then I use a uh, iGrill Two, so I have four temperature probes I can keep in the meat, and then I can just sit on my couch and look at my phone and say, "Okay, the meat's, Okay, time to go. Time to go wrap the meat, or time to go pull it off."
0: In, in, in other words, he's saying that his couch is close enough to his smoker, um, because that is the one like drawback of the iGrill. It is it's fantastic as long as you are within range. If you leave that range. You are just basically kind of screwing yourself because it drops, right? It drops that Bluetooth range, and then sometimes it doesn't always reconnect.
1: Yeah, there are sometimes I have to get up and actually walk towards the smoker. Oh, to get poor it baby! But yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, poor baby.
1: But it, but with all that equipment, it has made my cooks a lot more consistent because when I first started on a just regular charcoal grill it was burnt on the outside raw in the center
0: well you got to learn how to harvest that charcoal you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. you got to learn that and that that's one of the big things that i always say you know what i mean like real wood is so important to learn how to cook over whether or not you wanna cook that way i think it's really important to learn the structure and the and the reason why real wood cooks the way it does and then you funnel it down right
1: um right but i mean like when i started i thought okay pour big pot you know i'll, I'll just be totally honest pour a big pile of charcoal in the bottom of a kettle pour lighter fluid all over it don't do that oh no no i know now but i'm just saying back when i started it was pour a big pile light it wait for big flames to come up and then just put meat directly on the coals and you know try to keep flipping it or whatever so you don't you know, so you can get the inside cooked before the outside totally burns just and that's spray just and pray totally, that's just totally everything wrong that you would never want to do
2: just spray
0: and pray yeah that's that's basically what you're doing just just shoot up as many bullets as you possibly can and god hope that one hits <laughs> it's funny i i get i teach barbecue classes and um i have i have way too much fun doing it but um Getting to interact with people and getting to learn how they cook and trying to teach them a new way to cook is, it's just so much fun. Right. And I think with YouTube, you're in a way kind of doing that. You're, you're able to go to your, your subscribers and say, Hey, this is the way I cook. And I'm going to teach you the way I cook. And I'm sure a lot of people come to your YouTube channel trying to learn how to use that master built smoker because as much as we think it's idiot-proof, it's really not. There's a lot of... There's really a lot of interesting humans in this world, and um, some people just do... Some of the, the most basic instinct things are are not clicking to most people nowadays, which scares the shit out of me.
1: Well, here, here's a good story for you. So I decide to start a YouTube channel, right? Yeah. And I go out, and I get a rack of pork ribs, a rack of beef ribs, a uh pork shoulder because i know i'm gonna have all this space in my master built smoker right so i go and get everything set up get the camera set up and go to turn on the electric smoker and it starts up so i go back in waiting for it to warm up i come back out there's no it's like it shut off i'm like that's weird and then i try to press the power and nothing happens and then I'm like, okay, I must have tripped a breaker. So I go to the breaker box and nothing's tripped. So then I come back up. It's like, well, it must be a, um, a GFC thing tripped or whatever. So I go looking around the garage where I'm at. I don't see one. And I go where I know there's one in the house and it's not tripped. And I finally call my handyman who helped built the house. And he said, oh, it's back over in this area. So I go reset it and then go back and try to turn on the smoker again. It trips it again immediately. And so now i got all this meat that i'm ready to put in the smoker but can't because the element has gone out but fortunately i just bought a 29 dollars weber knockoff grill from lowe's and so i filled it up with charcoal you know but like did a minion method on one side and did offset smoking and put the shoulder on cooked it for six hours and then turned around and put the pork ribs on and and cooked them for 6 hours so that was a fun cook.
0: You know, you know, you know the, the thing you just learned from that. <laughs> Let us see what what kind of takeaways can we get away from that easy bake. Uh don't plug your fucking smoker in. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? I mean well, I had to that? I had
1: to luckily I just had to go to Master Build, I ordered a new element. It came in, I I changed it out and we're back rolling. Oh, again. okay.
0: Okay. Let me tell you something. When I throw a stick in, it lights. It stays lit, (laughs) and I don't have to call an electrician. It's fucking fantastic. Let me tell you.
1: Well, but I mean, if and I've had a offset uh, smoker, yeah, and I never could learn how to it's how to tend how to tend my fire to get the smoker box itself. You know what it is. is basically a vertical rectangular smoker and then a firebox to the right side of it. And yep. I never could get the correct temperature heat in there. It was either way too hot or just no heat coming in. You
0: were using either too big of logs or too small of logs or too big of fuel, too small of fuel. That um, it. If there's so it, it is crazy. There's so many different variables that you kind of have to play with. Um, but the the nice thing that you kind of um, that you start to learn with that is you start to learn those, the, you know, the way, what you prefer, what fuel you prefer. And I think, I think that, that that's super important. And yeah, you go into a master build. Like I, I get it. People don't have time. They don't, they don't do this for a living. They, they, um, they, they need something quick or they want something a little bit easier. And that's perfectly fine with me. As long as you're barbecue queuing, I'm usually happy, but, I uh, I just I just like giving guys shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and I I do plan on getting an offset smoker at some point in the future.
0: Also, if and, you go bigger, and,
1: and and like nowadays, it, it's basically easy because you can just go to YouTube University yep. and whatever kind of whatever kind of grill equipment you have, somebody's going to have a channel using that, and you can yep. see what methods they use and then adapt them to yourself.
0: Yep, I agree with you. I totally agree with you on that, and. um, uh, the nice thing, like like you just said, there's so much information out there. You can go you can go find that. Uh, the one thing I will say is, if you're gonna go with a stick burner, if you go with a little bit bigger of a unit, it's gonna it's gonna make you happier. I find that the bigger cookers that I cook on, I find them to be easier and less melt or mill tempered or whatever the fuck the real word is. Um, I've had a couple beers tonight, so I don't really care. Uh, but they're less aggressive, you know what I mean? Like I can do – or I can be more aggressive with a bigger cooker than a smaller cooker. When I'm in a smaller cooker, I have to kind of tone myself down a little bit in how much wood I'm putting into it, how much fuel I'm putting into it. I have to be a little bit more – a little bit more patient I guess with it where with the bigger cooker I can kind of let myself out a little bit more and be a little more aggressive and really get a good flame going – and get a good fire and a good coal bed, and those that's very important. Having that really nice, good coal bed, if you're cooking on a stick burner, is super important because you want that that next stick that you throw in there to ignite right away. You don't want it to really right. have that. Um, and of course, it's not going to go up in flames the the second you put it down on the coal. That's not you know that that's just not how it works. But you want it to ignite super quick so that you get that nice clean smoke.
1: Well, have you, have you seen where people either put, like, the next couple of logs or yeah. the next couple of sticks either on top so it kind of keeps warm or they shove the coals that are actually burning over to one side and then put the new dry wood on the other side so it's kind of getting warm but not actually igniting until they place it on top of the coals so inside that's actually, the fire chamber?
0: I cook I cook mix in a Myron uh h2o water smoker and um
1: okay
0: that's kind of what i do my computer is going to freak out in about a second i have a back desktop that is freaking out right now um you guys may or may not hear it if not sorry i'm just letting you know but i cook on a myron Mixon water smoker and basically what i do is the firebox is underneath right and it has a nice it has a um kind of like a a a a log holder and that's where my flames go and then i put my my new wood inside and I close the firebox. So that wood that's like i on, on deck. I like to call, that's what I say. I'm like the woods on right. deck. It's getting ready. Um, it starts heating up and man, I won't lie to you. There's been a couple, I mean, there's been numerous times where I've picked that wood up and it's like, damn, that shit's pretty hot. So when it goes, like when you throw it in, it doesn't need much to really, you know, ignite, which is it. it that's the best. I think that's the best way to do it. Just because you are pre-warming that log, especially in the winter months, right? Especially when it's cold outside, if if, if you're in a place that has real winter, um, and it, and it starts igniting, it, it it gets pretty fucking, you know, it gets warm in that firebox, so you warm up that wood and you throw that thing in it, ignites pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just looking at stuff I've seen because the next stick burner i want to get will be like a lone star's grill awesome um and a buddy of mine joe's smokehouse barbecue just got one and has done several videos and so he did he did a couple of chickens and only did only used like three half splits for the three-hour cook or whatever he did
0: now did he he use did he use charcoal on that too
1: He used some charcoal to get it started, but he only used three half splits, and um, basically the way he's showing me of how he sets it up is he puts charcoal in and puts one stick on, but he leaves the damper door all the way open, Yeah, and he can still get it, that puts him right at about 250, and then it just sits there and burns clean. He's He's amazed at how efficient and how clean it burns.
0: It, it's because he's giving he's giving that cooker so much oxygen right and he is losing a little bit because he's leaving that door open so th- the draft's kind of going both ways in a sense so if he was to close that door completely he would be a little bit hotter um but since he's getting so much good clean oxygen it's allowing that fire to burn true which or it's allowing that that, that stick to burn. And as long as your stick isn't super green, uh, you're gonna get really good clean smoke.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean he shows on his videos, he shows a smokestack, and like you see very little, but you see just a constant thing of smoke coming out, but it's not like a heavy white smoke or anything like that, like on some smokers you see.
0: You get that nice blue little bit of blue smoke or or completely yeah. crystal clear. I like my I like my smoke that's pretty clear. And uh, it just kind of looks like heat coming through, you know what I mean? I, that to me, that gives me the best smoke rings. Or at least right. I feel that it does, and it, it does the best job. But I could be—I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I've only been cooking for shit too
1: long—fifteen <laughs> minutes. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, I actually had a. It, it's funny how when you get when you get people that like um, ask you like, "How long have you been cooking?" It's like does not ma- eat my food and tell me if you like it yeah that that's the only thing i want to hear so what got you into barbecue in general like what made you want to cook
1: well i mean uh how'd you get
0: the, how'd you get bit by the bug
1: i was born and raised in arkansas in southeast arkansas and pretty much during the summer that's that's what we do, you know. Either at home or you know every weekend at the river, everybody throwing a party, making all kinds of barbecue stuff. So, I mean, I, I just I've just grown up with it, and I like that kind of food, um, you know. And I'm I'm pushing two sixty five, so I really like that food.
2: <laughs> well,
0: you know what they say: nobody trusts a skinny chef. Yeah. I mean it's true. Somebody's got to eat the food. Now, when you first started kind of cooking, what um, what were some of your struggles?
1: Well, like I said, you know you have stuff burnt on the outside and raw in the center, whether whether it was hamburgers or uh, chicken or anything just because I had no idea how to use fire management and how to do offset cooking, I just thought, Okay, you pour a big thing of coals, you light it, and then you put the stuff on the grill and hopefully it comes out right. But it never did. And then once I did finally learn, okay, here's how you set up your fire so that you don't just burn everything to a crisp on the outside, You know, my food started becoming a lot more consistent and people liked it actually.
0: Now, did you always kind of start off with a dry rub? I know a lot of people, um, at least up north, a lot of people don't understand that dry rub is a very important part of barbecue.
1: Um, let's see. When I got out of the Navy in 96, I moved to Memphis. And uh, my wife uh, basically grew up in Memphis. And I know you've heard of the Rendezvous in Memphis. Uh-huh. And they're famous for their... Um, dry ribs.
0: Oh, dude, they're so good. They're um, ridiculously good.
1: And then, like, one, here's another story. One of their appetizers is a sausage and cheese plate. Yeah. And basically all that is is you take a summer sausage and, you know, smoke it or whatever, cut it into slices, take some cheddar cheese into chunks, and then put that on a plate and sprinkle their rendezvous dry seasoning over the top of it. Yep. And that. And that's their sausage and cheese plate. And that's been one of my, you know, it's like so easy to make and you just do that. And people are like, oh, this is great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You got to steal the greats, right? You got to steal the greats. All
1: right.
0: Dude, I I just think when you're stealing from the greats, it's such a great idea. Like like I just said, you know what I mean? And like you said, you create a little bit of your own style into it too, I'm sure. Because you cook, you cook everything a little bit differently, right?
1: And right. Well, and, and that's like that's like a big argument going around YouTube where you know somebody will watch somebody else's video and then you know kind of almost copycat it or put their spin on it. And my thought on all this is, if you give, you know, like let's say I, I watched one of your YouTube videos and got an idea and then put my spin on it. As long as I give you credit in that video that, Hey, this is where I got this idea or this is my take on man barbecues version of this. I think it's cool. Uh, but
0: even if you, even if you were to not, let, let, let's play devil's advocate right there. Right? right. You were to not listen, you're not going to cook it the same way. I've said this so many times and so many like, people are like oh you're giving all your secrets away so i'll tell you everything i do i'll tell you how i do it the odds of you actually doing it the way that i do it are slim to none right like recreating how i cook and the feel that i do when i cook you'll never do it like you never will um I have so many friends that are in the restaurant industry, so many friends that do, you know, that cook professionally and I cook professionally now. And it, it it's crazy. Um Sean from Cali Comfort and it was behind he used to be a part of Behind the Smoke, not used to be, but they they don't do a podcast anymore. If you want to go listen to an awesome podcast and it, it you know just, just kind of posted it. If you weren't listening to Behind the Smoke, you should have been. It, it's fantastic. It was barbecue war stories. It was a lot of just restaurant war stories and business war stories, entrepreneur shit. I thought it was really fucking cool. I love the podcast. I, I think it sucks that it, that they're not doing it anymore. I hope that they come back. I really do. Um, I think I think it's it, it was it was a very cool space, right? Um, the thing is, when you start looking at it. It's it's hard to train somebody and he's and he's always said it. He's like, "Man, it's so hard for me to train somebody to be like, here cook this way and feel this and feel the way that I feel it." You're right. they're, they're not your hands. So, he may feel something a little differently. Like when he shakes it, it may shake different like with a brisket. Like when I pick up a brisket and I feel the shake a little bit in it and I and I feel the way that 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 muscle is tightening up, but yet loosening a little bit and breaking itself down while it's cooking. I know that when I pull it off, I want it to feel a little firm before I wrap it, and then I wrap it and it get and it get gets to that and it gets to that shake and that lo- lovely, just jelly and amazing brisket flavor to me. And, and some people may hate on me for the way that I cook my briskets because I've embraced my Myron Mixon hood. Um, I've embraced, I, I like, I, it's not that I don't I like being low and slow. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy doing the low and slow, but I also understand that if I want to cook at 275, 300 on my cooker, dude, I can do it all day long. I can do a brisket at 300 all day long. Now, if I go that hot and fast route, I know I got to bring that bring that um, brisket up a little bit more in temperature to make sure that it that it renders out completely and it, and it gives me that jelly feel, right? Um, and, and it's funny. I had a guy ask me. He's like, "Man, he's like, what do you cook your brisket to?" I'm like, two hundred eight, two ten. Sometimes I don't know. I usually at, at the time that it hits two hundred, I basically use my thermopen as a giant toothpick. I don't know.
1: You know what I mean? Like
0: I'm just sticking. Well, it yeah, in but and but, but it once, it once it gets to 200,
1: once it gets to 200, you're not necessarily looking for what temp it gets to. You're looking for exactly. what feel you get from your thermopen. Yeah, it's
0: it's sticking that thermopen. In. It's a giant toothpick at that point. Yep. And I, I, I had the guys from Thermopen on there, like, please don't say that it's a giant toothpick. There's nothing wrong with it because I, I wouldn't trade that toothpick for the world. You don't understand, dude. Like, <laughs> I will pay, I will pay the hundred dollars for that toothpick all day long, because throughout the cook I use it so much and it's so important to me that it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It just, it just helps me. At the end of the day, it's a toothpick. What? Because I know I'm already at temp. I know I'm safe. I'm not. I'm not worried about the meat being actually cooked at that point because it's so hot. You know what I mean? It's two, it's 200 degrees. Beef is cooked. There's, there's nothing in beef that can get any, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's done. Um, so I, I just, I just, you know, I use it as a giant toothpick, like we just said, and you, you, you know, you stick it in there, you feel it, you make sure that it feels good and, and you keep going. But, um, we, uh, it, it, it's so funny that people, the guy's like, well, I can tell that you cook it to two Oh eight. No, you can't. <laughs> Don't fucking bullshit me. I'll call you out right now. No, you can't. If I told you two Oh four, you'd be like, Oh yeah, I can tell you cook it to two Oh four. Yeah. <laughs> Any temperature that I gave you, you, you're going to tell me that. And it's just so weird that like. I, I love barbecue people. I really do like barbecue people I think are the best people in the world. If you barbecue and you cook, and I, I think cooking people, I think people that cook and people that do that, I I think we're some of the best people in the world. I really do. Um, and, I, and I include servers and all that stuff in there because you know what? When you give somebody that much of yourself, like, shit. Right? Like, I'm giving you my love when I cook for you. Right. And that's the, se- I mean, that's the secret ingredient, right?
1: Well, I mean, it's like Harry Sue always talks about, you know, everything turns into a three-hour argument over how you're going to cook something. Yeah. Because everybody has their own opinion that yeah, but, may or may not be the best way, but, yeah, but here's the, the thing bottom about line, line is you have to find the best way for yourself.
0: Here's the thing about Harry Sue. When he talks and you don't listen, you're stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. but when he talks, he drops so much knowledge that you're just like, like literally he starts talking and I'm like, "You said more in that last 45 seconds that I've learned in the last ten years." Yeah, I hate you. <laughs> Like, he's just such an amazing, like, he is such an amazing wealth of knowledge that I honestly don't think that most people could even understand half of what he knows. Right. Like, I I, I got the honor of teaching a brisket class with him. Oh, wow. And he did, we did, we did camp brisket with Weber and he was part of, part of it and he was on the panel next to me and we got to do a question and answer panel and whatever, blah, 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 blah. He answered something and Kevin Coleman goes, well, don't want to go after that. I'm like, yep, neither do I. (laughs) Thanks for passing the mic to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, shit, I got to follow that. I don't want to follow that. No, 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 no. no. Let me go in front of him so that I can sound somewhat smart before he sounds way too smart. Like he is just such a wealth of knowledge. It's funny. Kevin actually calls him his Yoda and he's like yeah. he is the Yoda of barbecue and he kind of is dude he knows so much and i don't know if you've been following his youtube channel or not um but the pork belly cooked like a brisket dude i've been wanting to do that so much
1: well i i i'm telling you right now if you can get a pork belly and just cube it all up up and make, uh, you know, season it up and make pork belly burnt ends just like you would make regular brisket burnt ends.
0: Dude, it's on my barbecue menu. It's like, Literally, it's on my barbecue company's menu. <laughs> we sell out of pork belly burnt ends. So at pop-ups, normally we're there yep. for about three and a half hour, three to three and a half hours, right? I normally sell out of pork belly burnt ends within an hour. Oh, yeah. And people are like, it, it, it what is it because like not everyone knows what it is right so like what are what are pork belly burnt ends and i'm like listen so so basically all what you we gotta do is say try one <laughs> yeah basically what we do is we, we're like listen this is what we do i'm like we take the pork belly which is what bacon is made out of and then like their eyes light like their eyes light up a little bit when they hear bacon and i'm like so what i do is i cube it i smoke it with seasoning and then i put it in the sauce and i and i and i let it caramelize and make that beautiful burnt end and they're like yeah I'll have those.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, when you wrap them and do the butter, brown sugar, honey. Oh, yeah. and
0: <laughs> Yeah. The, but that, you know, I'm not going to give them the entire process because most people, like, yeah. most people yeah. literally are already glazing over. They just don't get it. But it's like, I do this, this, and they're like, oh, okay.
1: Well, but all you got to do is when they ask, you say, imagine bacon candy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And that's the other thing we say. I'm like, it's basically kind of like bacon candy. Like at the end of it, and they're like, Yeah, I'll have those. Yeah, that's one fantastic. And literally everyone that gets them is like, I've only had one complaint about it. And one of one the one complaint that somebody told me was that they were fatty. <laughs> and my reply was, duh. <laughs> <laughs> there was fat on them. Yeah fat on yeah. bacon too, bro.
1: That that must have been the Russian judge.
0: <laughs> like oops. Like yeah, they were supposed to be fat on them, but you know it, it is what it is. Um but we do we do a lot of great stuff. Like we we try to we try to innovate innovate barbecue, not innovate. Sorry, innovate barbecue and do just really do some cool stuff. Like we do a smoked wing that people right. love. So what we do is we end up smoking them. And then uh, we bring air fryers with us. Um, if you've never tried an air fryer, or if you've never used an air fryer, I highly recommend them, actually. Um, we, t- we take the air fryer, and then what we do is we-, we air fry the wings. So I smoke the wing. I cool the wing completely so that that smoke really settles and marinates into that wing. Right. And then I air fry it so that the skin gets crunchy again. Yep, yep. And when I smoke the wing, guys, I'm not smoking it... If I'm doing just a smoked wing for me, and I know that I'm going to be eating it immediately, I'm going to take that wing up to, like, 195, uh, 197, okay, so that the skin gets really crunchy, the, the meat is still good inside, um, but you have a good, good experience, right? But when I'm doing them for for pop-ups, what I'm doing is I'm only bringing it up to about 165. Uh, the wing's already taken as much smoke as it's going to take. It's already cooked, and it's fully cooked, so I don't have to worry about um, salmonella or any of that kind of stuff. It's been fully cooked. Right. It's good for, It's good to go. So I can cool that wing, and then I can bring it and then reheat it, Right. So basically what we're doing is we're reheating it uh, inside that air fryer, but when we reheat it in that air fryer... But we... you're
1: crisping up the skin.
0: Oh, dude, it gets crunchy, it's juicy. Um, I, I've had people tell me that I've ruined wings for them, that they can't get any other wings.
1: <laughs> have, have you seen or have you watched air fryer recipes with Booger 500 US?
0: I have not, no.
1: No, she is the air fryer queen. Yeah. And that that's definitely a channel you need to check out. Um, she's always on the hot seat with CJ. She's one of the the mods in the hot seat. Okay, okay. Um but yeah, she she does all kinds of air fryer stuff.
0: I I have not checked her out, I definitely will. I mean, dude, there that air fryer, you know what? I was a little skeptical at first just because like never used one before right so you're gonna be skeptical um and i know people are gonna be like well you've never used traeger before and you're not skeptical yeah i'm not gonna use a traeger um as much as traeger i know you guys love me i know i know everyone at traeger loves me you guys are great people thank you so much for bringing us traegers (sighs) god could that be more be more sarcastic uh (laughs) Uh, but I, I, you know, we, we looked at the air fryers and we're like, I don't know. I don't know if it'll work. And then we went to go buy them, Right. So we go, right. we go to the store and buy air fryers and we we bought one. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to buy a bunch of them. I want to see if this fucking works. We're going to play around, whatever. This lady in line goes, oh my God, you're buying that. You know what I mean? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, she's like, you guys again, that, right? And we're like, yeah. She's like, I love mine. She's like, I think they're fantastic. They do, they do so good. They do this. They and I'm like, well, we're really looking to buy them for to do wings to make that. She's like, you're gonna have the best wings out of those things. And I'm like, okay, sure. You know, still skeptical, right? Right. And I end up getting it and to make the fucking best wings ever.
1: So, well, I think I think if I am gonna go the air fryer route, I'm gonna I'm just gonna you know go all out and get like a Ninja Foodie.
0: I've heard great things about those. Um, you can do a lot of things with them, right? So they're pressure cookers, they're right. air fryers, and what else do they do?
1: Um, slow I think, cook. I, actually, think they, I think on cook, some of right? them you can dehydrate stuff, and uh, you
0: can actually dehydrate on them.
1: I think so. Well, there are certain models that you can okay. Um, I'm not sure the whole thing, but, um, so CJ has one and basically he ninja upgraded him. So he started with a six quart ninja company, I guess, reached out to him and upgraded him to an eight quart. He gave the six quart to another channel, Josh and babes. So now they're using the foodie. And then just recently CJ, uh, ninja gave him a, it's a ninja grill. So like an indoor Real thing that he's you know doing videos on so
0: i think that's called the george foreman <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it could be the ninja version of the george foreman
0: no i think that's i think that's awesome um i've heard a lot of cool things about the foodie um i know a lot of people say that it it does so much um they're, they're roughly around like i think they're what 250 300 depending on the size right right Depending on your size, you're, you're, you're going to pay a little bit more for the bigger one. You're going to pay a little less for the for the little one. Uh, but I've heard a lot of cool things that you can do a lot of cool stuff with them. Um, I don't know how well they work as an air fryer because I just, I just don't know. Um, I just have a, just a strict air fryer uh, just because I, that's what I started with.
1: <laughs> well, and, and I think Josh and Babe actually had an air fryer before they got their foodie and – I'll have to, you know, ask them which they prefer for the air fryer thing. But basically the only difference with a foodie is if you put the the pressure cooker top on, then it's a pressure cooker. But if you take that off and just put down the normal lid, it's got an air fryer on top. And it, you know, basically makes that chamber an air fryer.
0: Okay.
2: Well, that that's
0: interesting. I just, like, sometimes I think I, I, I get skeptical about shit that, like, does too much.
2: Right, right, right.
0: You know what I mean? Because then you're like, "That does a lot." I'm a little worried.
1: Well, but I, I'm just going by the stuff I've seen CJ put out. I don't trust the- CJ.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like CJ may be up to no good.
1: Well, and so there's other <laughs> channels. Uh, there's other channels that I looked into that also do foodie foodie stuff no i trust you know the stuff the stuff i'm seeing coming out from them looks awesome and
0: no yeah no it's it's putting out like great stuff like honestly i've looked at it i've looked at just for the house and stuff like that you know what i mean like oh this this could be a fun little 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 toy to play with because it's a you know that's what it always is everything we buy is a toy right right we're just big, we're boys, we're boys with our big boy toys. That's the no. way I always look at it. And people are like, yep, that's pretty much what you are. But, um, it, it's just, it's awesome that there's so many little different devices and so many little things that we can play with.
1: Right. And it's like, I'm, um I'm, I'm halfway jealous of Josh and babe, just because, you know, Josh started with, a, he went out and got a Weber kettle. And then, you know, now CJ gave him a foodie. So he's got a foodie and he went out and got a pit barrel cooker. And, you know, from from somebody a year ago that had little to no barbecue experience and then to see what he's able to do now with between his pit barrel cooker, ninja foodie, and, you know, seven or I think 17 inch blackstone, the quality of food he's putting out, It's it's just amazing.
0: You know what? I really want to get a Blackstone. I'm really into them. I've been been wanting one for a couple years now. Yeah. I just haven't pulled the trigger just because other things have come up, and uh, I've pulled the trigger on other things. So the Blackstone has kind of uh, taken a backseat, right? Yeah. But those things are so cool.
1: And, so and many I thought, of my
0: friends that have them, they're just like, "Dude, just get one, just get one."
1: I, I saw a video the other day. A guy took two like, just aluminum hotel pans. Yeah. You know, like the full full yeah. size thing. And then he got a he got a couple of cookie racks that are stackable off of Amazon. Okay. And so he took the bottom of the one pan and cut out most of it, but left enough for the. The, the racks,
0: racks to,
1: stand, to, stand. to stand. Yep. And then he like put down thin aluminum foil and got different types of wood, but sawdust and pour, poured the sawdust on the aluminum foil.
0: So that it would burn.
1: And so the bottom, the, basically the bottom hotel pan was open. So that would fit down. And then you had the racks that the food was set on and then another hotel pan on top to make a smoking chamber. So basically you're making a smoker out of a blackstone.
0: That is quite interesting.
1: And like he smoked wings on it. And, and you, can do
0: the, you can do the same thing. Like people will do that with gas grills. Yeah. Um, any any heat source will give it to you. Um, I don't think you get as clean as smoke. Right. But it, it's definitely doable. It's definitely, definitely doable.
1: But, I mean, and I'm just thinking. I think, to think that's pretty be cool. be able to smoke food on a Blackstone, I think that's cool.
0: No, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It's definitely cool that you're like innovating and figuring it out and like pushing the limits of that Blackstone. You know what I mean because like that Blackstone's necessarily not meant to smoke on. Nobody's like, "Oh, I have a Blackstone, I'm going to smoke on it." Like I think that's so cool that you're like that he was like, "How do I push this limit? How do I make it work?" I that that like to me like that's that's one of the coolest things ever. Like you sharing that that was fantastic. Like right. I'm super excited to hear that. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, <laughs> and I think that's super cool because it's like you didn't you didn't look at it and accept it for what it was. You were like, "How do I push it?" And I think that's what a lot of dudes are doing in general right now. Dudes, chicks, whatever. Um, when I say dudes, I mean both genders. Doesn't matter. Right. Um, a lot of people are just looking at cookers and going, "How do I? How do I bake on this? How do I?" Um, how do I push this? How do I push it to its limit? Right.
1: Right. Well, and, and it's like our YouTube cook community. Everybody's wanting to do collabs. And then, you know, people are doing kind of challenges. So like last year we did like a chili challenge. Yeah. Where everybody good. made their own, own types of chili. And, you know, one of the taglines was beans or no beans. So where people, you know, team beans or team, no beans. And
0: I think a chili it, needs a bean. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I but if you, ask people, if you ask people from Texas, you don't put beans in chili.
0: <laughs> I think I might be Team B and shit. I don't know. <laughs> this is, this is, a, this is a, uh, a struggle in life.
1: <laughs> right, but I mean, you know, basically... Yeah, it's very cool. ...the community say, okay, what what's going to be the collab for this month? Whether it's grilled cheese or, you know, or maybe pork chops or whatever and. Like, another thing that really got me going in YouTube was um, Cooking with James did, like, a stuffed pork loin. Oh, that's and awesome. He, yeah, he came up with, like, a stuff it challenge. So I took that and said, okay, I want to try to make a pork Wellington. That's interesting. And so I basically, you know, put the duck cell and uh, I used, like, cream cheese and some other stuff and wrapped all that in there. I didn't want to deal necessarily with the, with the phyllo dough or whatever, but I just basically wrapped that up and, oh my God, was that a good pork loin. And yeah, I've got a video on that if people want to see it, but you know, making like a mushroom duxelles thing to go in there. Oh,
0: that sounds fantastic. (laughs) No, it really does. Oh, that just sounds so good. Just sounds so good. I did. um, I will say you, you mentioned grilled cheese. And the only thing that I can ever think of when somebody says like let's do a good grilled cheese, I think of two things. Okay, I think of the movie Chef. And if right. anyone doesn't like that movie, I don't care. Um, I, I, thought, I I love that movie. I think it's such a it, it's such an interesting um, take on it. And I I understand that there are Yes, they glamorize the way that it works, but guess what? That's Hollywood, and that's how that works. Nobody wants to watch a movie about how your real life works. Right. Um, you look at anything, you, you, people are like, oh my god, this, this person came. It's, they're an overnight success. No, they're not. Um, they worked their ass off to get there, and they, they did a lot of shit that you don't get to see. I, I think I think the iceberg um, theory is very is very right with most things, right? Where you see about ten percent of it, but you don't see the ninety percent of the hard work. Um, but I, I think it's when I think it's grilled cheese. Getting back to it, I think I think a chef, right? I think of the right. chef grilled cheese that he makes, that is
1: fucking gorgeous.
0: And then I think of Chandler Lyles. I don't know if you follow Chandler Lyles, uh, Lyles Barbecue on.
1: Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? I'm in Lexington. That's where Chandler Lyles is. Oh,
0: you are. I feel so bad for you. You live so close to him.
1: And, uh, you I've actually move. been, to, I've actually been to their restaurant a couple of times. You need to move. <laughs>
0: you can't live that close. To Ch- <laughs> Chandler's probably listening to this right now. And he's like, fuck you. Uh, no, I love Chandler. Chandler is a, Chandler is a barbecue brother to me. Um, he, yeah. he really, he's not only a barbecue. He's a, he's a, he's a true brother to me. He's, a, he, I love that dude, uh, from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I wish him nothing but, but great things. Uh, but he, he he rocks that fucking grilled cheese too. Have you seen that video?
1: Uh I'm not sure that I've seen him but oh, dude. Um, I'm go trying to think there's there's Mike uh Culinary Cookhouse. Have you seen his grilled I, cheese? Oh yeah yeah.
0: I've seen his grilled cheese but for some odd reason I always go back to Chandler's
1: Chandler's well, grilled cheese. I don't know I'll why. Have, I'll have to check it out cuz but like Mike's grilled cheese like putting the mayo on the outside, I would have never thought of that, but I've I've tried it and it's because
0: the mayo, uh, the mayo kind of uh, crunches on there, and it just works really really well, um, dude, it's
1: probably about me doing mayo instead of butter, and then yeah, definitely adding yeah, the no, salt yeah, and pepper on the bread. Uh, yeah, it
0: just uh, it just, it just works so well. Because mayo has a different burn content than, or burn burn temperature than, right. than
2: um,
1: then uh, butter than
0: butter. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> then butter does. It's just so different. Um, but really, like. Chandler, Chandler's inspiration was, you know, was chef in that sense, and um, it was just, it was just, it's such a great thing. It, 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 he just uh, he he fucking rocked it. He really did, um, and and I, I mean I love the dude. The dude the dudes the dude's a good dude.
2: Really oh yeah, does. I mean
1: I, I started watching this channel, and it was, I, I just found it very interesting because it's okay. Here's we're trying to get this barbecue restaurant off the ground. Here's all the different things we're having to deal with. Yep. And I just really enjoyed almost like his behind the scenes thing of here's a day in the life. Of a barbecue restauranteer,
0: and you know what? So many people don't understand that. So many people like they just don't understand what 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 kind of what we go through, right? In a sense, um, and I guess I, I can't say that I'm a really a restauranteer uh, tour. I'm sorry saying it that way because uh, we don't technically own a restaurant, but we do, we we fucking do almost the same shit. You know what I mean? Um, right. We set up and break down restaurants at different breweries all the time, and bust our asses to feed people. You know, you know. We do. We, we will have a concession trailer by next year, um, and and we'll be going that route. So so we're almost going to be kind of yeah. like a food truck. Right. So it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a very cool. Um, Very very cool thing. Now, what do you see kind of in the future for yourself at Easy Bake Barbecue YouTube channel? What are some things that you'd like to do?
1: Well, I mean, you know, everybody would love to get monetized, of course, and you know, everybody would love to to blow up and be a huge YouTube sensation. Um, At this point, I'm I'm going to leave that to a couple other people. Yeah. At this point. I'm just having fun, and when I'm able to put out videos, I will. If it does blow up, great. If not, hey, I'm having fun, and I'm, you know, putting out videos when I can. And again, I just love all the YouTube cooks community, and you know, all the people that I've met through YouTube. That there's no other way I would have ever met them.
0: But I'm, I'm, I'm saying, like, what what are some of the videos that you want to do? Like, if you had to put a bucket list down, like, what are some cool things that you think, like, that you're like, listen, I really want to do this video.
1: Well, I mean, you know,
0: I'd love to
1: be able to cook a Wagyu brisket. You know, I'd love to... Because
0: um, isn't that yeah. so important, the no budget right there? That's such an important add to it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, there, there's all those kinds of dream cooks where you get the, you know, the high-end pork... That you know, and try to cook one of those uh, pork butts like you would for a competition, or a wagyu steak, or a wagyu brisket.
0: Um, wagyu briskets are fun to cook. I won't lie to you. Um,
1: but I'm just saying, I'd be too afraid that I'm just going to turn it into charcoal. And why would I want to spend all that money just to you know end up with a charcoal brick? Yeah,
0: that's 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 a hard one, but. Get there, get there. I'm telling you, get there. Wagyu briskets are fantastic to cook. Wagyu beef ribs are amazing. Um, Duroc pork is oh, to yeah. die for. We so a buddy of mine called me, and he's like, "Hey, dude." He's like, "I got a dude that raises Duroc pigs," and I'm like, "I'm listening. You have my attention. Uh, yeah, hundred and ten percent." And he's like, do you want to split a pig with me? I'm like, yes. He's like, do you want to hear the cost? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, but you're in. And I'm like, yeah. Um, the pig wasn't that big. It was about a 200-pound pig uh, right. when they slaughtered it. Uh, hanging weight was like 240 or something like that. But we got about 200 pounds or two. About one ninety. I don't remember exactly what it was. It was a couple of years ago, um, but dude, the flavor of that pig—whoo—it
2: was good.
1: Well, was and like we and good. we found a secret here at UK. Um, the UK, I guess, through the agriculture department has. Like, they teach butchering classes and all that? Yeah. There's an actual UK butcher shop. And, like, they, you know, bring whole sides of beef or pork and lamb all through and slaughter it and do all that. Well, like, all their meat, they dry age for, like, 40-something days. And um, they don't necessarily grade everything. They just rate everything as choice, no matter what its actual grade is. And that's what they set their prices at. And so, like, here at UK, they're only open two days a week from, like, one to five. Okay. Um, but, like, I went there, and they have, they made a breakfast sausage that's a brown sugar maple sausage that, oh, my God, it's great. And, you know, pretty much all their meats, it's it's better than anything that you would find at a supermarket at any time. Um.
0: Well,
1: do they have to... Um... Yeah, I mean, they still have USDA come in and inspect everything and make sure everything's kosher and yeah, and all that. But, but... I'm
0: saying, like, do they have to... They don't have to grade it
1: because, A, you don't No, have grade I'm bait. just saying we were told when they set prices, they just set prices as choice, and so they don't grade their meat. They just... It, it's like it's sitting out there in... In packages, and you just pick it up and buy it.
0: But here's the other thing: Do they really have to make a profit? Like, are they looking because the school's paying for a lot of it, right?
1: Right. Well, it's basically cows that that they've used, but like not that have been genetically modified or anything. But it's cows that they use, and then they bring them in and slaughter them to like teach teach all that stuff.
0: Exactly. So, but they're using it for teaching. Right. So the cuts may not be perfect.
1: And, right. well, and But I mean, you know, so like ground hamburger was $3 a pound. I don't fantastic. know what, and you know, the ground sausage was $3 a pound, but like they had them in, in, you know, little packages, but like you pick up the package and it might be 1.21 pounds, but you're still only paying three bucks for it.
0: Sign me up.
1: <laughs> And, you know, you can go in and you can you can say, hey, you know, they actually have a Facebook page and you can go and message them. Hey, what's going to be what are you guys going to have today? Or you can go and request, hey, I want four tomahawk steaks or I want this. And then whenever they're bringing them in, do that. You can you, you can go get that.
0: Sign me up. <laughs> I I had a buddy that just moved to. Uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say he just moved but he he just honestly became an Iowa citizen type thing. Iowa state Iowan. Oh, in so he's house.
1: Kent's cousin. Sure,
0: yeah, he's Kent's cousin now. Um but he lives in, he lives in Dubuque. He's from Chicago. He he just got a transfer he got a job transfer to Chicago. He still comes back to Chicago quite a bit. Um, but he bought a house in Chicago, right? Right. And I got I got to see him this past weekend. And got to sit and talk to him a little bit. And uh, I don't get to see him quite as often as I'd like to. Uh, He used to be one of my old neighbors. So I used to see him all the time. And we used to be cigar buddies. So he used to be, I'd be able to text him and be like, hey. Be like Thursday night, Wednesday night, Monday night. Be like, hey, feel like a cigar? And his answer was always like, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we, we we would sit outside and smoke cigars together, and in the winter we'd we, we'd sit outside and smoke cigars together. Uh, yeah, so, so you,
1: Josh, and CJ need to have a party. Exactly,
0: because cigars are cigars are fantastic. So um, he he's like he I haven't seen him in a while, so I got to talk to him a little bit, and he goes, "I I get my meat from a farmer's market right right down the street from me."
2: All right.
0: And this lady, basically, what she does is she gets whole cows, she slaughters them, and cuts them up, and then sells the entire cow. All right. That's just what she does, which I think is super cool. And he's like, and he's not really a a bar, barbecue guy, nor is is he really like a meat connoisseur. But he also didn't know that she only gets one cow at a time. Right. And he's like, hey, I really want skirt steak. And she's like, I don't have any more skirt steak till, I, till my next slaughter. And he's like, okay, okay. He's like, well, how many can I order? She's like, well, two. There's only two skirt steaks on the cow. Right. And there's an inner and there's an outer skirt steak. She's using the innards she she grinds the outerts, but he gets the inner skirt steaks from her and she's like he's like there's only there's only two and he goes I've been living in Iowa for about a year she's like yeah and she goes he goes how often do you slaughter cows and she told him like I think it's like every, every other month he goes have I bought all of the skirt steaks that you sell and she goes yep <laughs> He's like, does nobody else want skirt steak in Iowa? And he's like, she's like, apparently nobody else wants it for me. She's like, so thank you. I just thought it was so funny. He's like, I bought all of her skirt steak for the last year. Right. I'm like, that's <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm like, that's such a fucking cool story. And he's like, he called her and he was like, I'm going to be out of town of business. He's like, can you hold that skirt steak for me? And she's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> well because he's bought all of it for the last year so yeah. why not yeah oh dude it just it's just so great like barbecue such an amazing amazing world right and he he's like he's like dude he's like you he's like i've been grilling almost every other day he's like you'd be so proud of me he's like i got a new weber kettle and i'm like that's awesome like it's just so cool when like people can share that with you So easy big. I want to yep. say thank you for coming on coming on the show, hanging out with us and chatting barbecue. I like to end the show in this way. If you were to go back, knowing what you know now about barbecue and cooking and everything, if you could go back to the beginning, to when you first started, what are three tips that you would give yourself?
1: Hmm, good question. Uh, <laughs> I guess, first of all, don't be afraid to try new things. Um, second, you know, know how to properly, you know, set up a fire, or know how to properly offset cook or direct direct heat cook. Um, yeah, that's a, that's the only really things I can think of right now.
0: I mean, those are pretty good things. Fire management, don't be afraid of shit. And I mean, that I think I think that yeah, that's fantastic, dude.
1: And and I guess the last thing would be just have fun. Have fun have, with
0: it. Such an important one, right? Man, that that that's probably the most. I think that's one of the most important things, right? Is just go out and have fun. And those are super important. Man, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, hanging out with us, chatting barbecue. If you can do me a favor, one last favor, tell everyone where they can find your journey on the internet.
1: Um, I'm at Easy Bake Barbecue on YouTube. Um, And I believe I'm at Easy Bake Barbecue on Instagram. It's either that or JR Dilday, not sure which way it shows up.
0: We will tag all of this in the show notes,
1: guys. Um, let's see. I do have an Easy Bake Barbecue Twitter channel, but I don't really use it that much either. Um, so YouTube's d- your
0: main goal. So basically, right. guys, if you're looking for them, youtube.com slash Barbecue or YouTube, and then search Easy Bake Barbecue.
1: And I just want to thank you for having me. This has been a blast. Uh, when you were on the hot seat, and you know i asked to be on i've I've been excited and been waiting for this day so i just really appreciate you having me on
0: dude thank you so much it doesn't happen without you otherwise i'm just a weird dude that's sitting in a room talking to myself (laughs) right right
2: cool dude thank you so much